Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast. My name is Jeffrey Morse. Welcome to the one and only episode 17. With me today is my usual two cohorts, Nathan Wagner. Hey, listen, what's up, guys? Nathan and I just got done playing some Pac-Man 256. Oh, that game is so good. Still so much fun. Uh, just great arcade action. Um, and also joining us via Skype is our good friend Rob Douglas. Hey, guys, what's happening? I was not playing Pac-Man. <laughs> Wait. Well, you are not very cool, man. Do you not like Pac-Man or just... I love Pac-Man. Pac-Man. I just okay, wasn't playing it. Oh, okay. That's I all right. That's acceptable. I don't even know if I own a version of Pac-Man. Not a single game on any system you've ever had? Uh, yeah, on a system I've had, but I don't think I have one currently. Wait, wait. I'm sure Miss, we all agree that Miss Pac-Man, where you run around and jump for, like, the GameCube, was the best Pac-Man game wait, ever. Wait, GameCube? Right? No, Game. the only GameCube I've ever was the Pac-Man, like, it was, like, Battle Versus, where Miyamoto helped with, like, the multiplayer mode. I played it once <laughs> at a friend's house, it was really fun. I don't, I don't think... I, I like Mrs. Pac-Man with the big red lips. <laughs> Just and because the creepiest statement of the day. <laughs> Sorry you had to hear that, folks. Um, so today we'll be talking about some news. Um, we thought it was a slow news week, but uh, the show led up. We actually kind of found a bunch of different little random show things. So we do have a lot of different news pieces, but they should probably go pretty quickly. And then uh, we will be talking about our main segment uh, after that, which will be games of the fall. What are all the games coming out this fall towards the end of the year in December? And uh, what games are we excited for? What games are we not really care what ones do we not care for and uh, you'll get some uh, recommendations on which games to be on the lookout for and then uh, Nathan will be sharing another game from his backlog after that so only the second one and there could be a thousand (laughs) (laughs) this is this is our segment that uh, could keep on going on forever but um we'll jump straight into our first news section of the day which was this last week the PS4 passed the Wii U in total wait for it not American, but Japanese hardware sales. I thought this was interesting because I didn't actually know that the Wii U had outsold the PS4 in Japan until I saw this. Uh, I mean, I guess that explains all the really good Japanese players in Splatoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, dude, the Japanese snipers in Splatoon. Oh I hate gosh. the Japanese. They're so, so good. It's really annoying. That's like the only game that's like broken through to Japan gamers. That's like a shooter. Like yep. Japan gamers hate shooters for the most yep. part. But uh, yeah, the, the lifetime hardware sales for the PS4 are now at, uh, I believe, let me look at the note here, um, is at 3,260, or excuse me, 3,267,000 on Nintendo's uh, Wii U is at 3,265,000. So uh, both at about that 3.2 million mark. I guess this just means that more. Japan really doesn't care at all about home consoles and they just want to play mobile games. Yeah, and, and like, I think MOBA-type games and, like, yeah. League of Legends, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. They they don't... The home consoles definitely died out a lot in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if their highest-selling console now is, like, only selling 3,000, that's pretty bad, I guess. Yeah, 3 million, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the same time, they also really like their Vita and their 3DS. So, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the top... Uh, 20 best-selling games for the last month in Japan. Most of them are either like PS3, like Persona games, or they're PS Vita or 3DS titles. So yeah, I had a I have a good friend who just went to Japan like a month ago, and he said he got like so many street passes on his 3DS. Oh, I so bet. That was awesome. <laughs> oh man, I, that's that's what they created street pass for us for like the Japanese commute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, next piece of news is 
Twitch Prime got announced and is now a benefit of Amazon Prime. So if you have an Amazon Prime account, uh, listen up because you also have a free Twitch Prime account, which basically it's this new program that uh, they started because Amazon actually bought Twitch a few years ago, but they haven't really you know done any promotions Wait. yet. I forgot that they bought Twitch, so they yeah. own Twitch. Yeah, so yeah people I, have been I kinda, didn't even remember that. People have been kind of waiting for like, okay, are they going to like start putting Twitch on like Amazon.com or like, mm-hmm. you know, some type of promotion or something. And so as part of the new like Amazon owns them initiative thing, um, basically if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account that you already have. And basically it makes you a Twitch Prime member, which not only blocks all ads on Twitch, so you don't have to wait and watch ads anymore, you get some free Twitch Prime like emocons that you can use in the chat. And the mm-hmm. coolest part is you get a free subscription to any channel for one month. And so Wow. Yeah, if you watch Twitch, a subscription isn't like YouTube or something where it like it just like notifies you when the person is. A subscription is pretty much just saying, Hey, I wanna directly support this streamer and give them five dollars to like help them, you know, have mm-hmm. money so that they can stream as like a full time job or whatever. And so even though you can subscribe uh, to a person for free, Amazon's actually paying that uh, Twitcher, Twitch streamer $5. And so theoretically, this is great news for everyone because not only can we as like uh, Twitch viewers uh, support some of our favorite streamers like for free, which is awesome, uh, Twitch streamers are actually getting lots of free money now because Amazon's paying them money through this. So Yeah, yeah. I That's a really cool system because, I mean, I have Amazon Prime and I've had it since I was in college and it's super nice to have Amazon Prime, but I also watch a lot of Twitch. So this is like the perfect thing for me and I always wanted to be like, oh, I'd love to support this guy, but I'm a poor yeah. guy. <laughs> so I can't, I can't ever, I don't have the money to subscribe or even donate or anything. I'm going to be like, here, I'm going to donate a penny. <laughs> now, you, now you can just give someone five dollars a month. Yeah. So, like theoretically, that's what like you pay someone sixty dollars for a year, yeah, um, for nothing, which is pretty, pretty good. cool. So, I already, I already used my free subscription, which is awesome. Supported smoothly groove. Look him up on YouTube if you haven't heard him. Awesome video game a musician. Um, but yeah, so definitely check that out if you have Amazon Prime. You also get a few other perks, like you get like some free like digital DLC, like a Hearthstone card pack and some other random goodies like cool. that. So that's sweet. Yeah. And Amazon prime. If you don't have it yet, it, uh, you get 20% off any new game within two weeks, yep. which is awesome. Or on pre-orders. Yeah. On pre-orders. Or on pre-orders. Yeah. So, um, definitely look into that if you are not a member. So I thought that was cool. thought we would talk about mm-hmm. that real quickly. Um, next, uh, Nathan, you want to talk about the, one of the next news pieces here? Yeah. Yeah, um, so the next news piece we have is the game Firewatch, which came out on PS4 in February, I Yeah, believe. February. And then yeah, it, just came out on, yeah, it just came out on Xbox One, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, and Jeff, I know you played this. I played this on your PS4. Um, I'm like, come over here, put, set aside five hours, play through the whole thing. It's yes. great. Rob, I'm not sure if you've played this or watched it. I haven't play played it. through it, but I've watched them, uh, watched a little bit of the play, and it, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely Art gorgeous. style is amazing. Yeah, the art style is amazing. Um, but they, it was just announced that they're apparently, um, going to be making a Firewatch movie. They haven't really announced any of the details yet, like whether it would be a just live Just the very initial or, announcement. Just like a very, oh, like... Yeah. We're looking. We're gonna try and do a Firewatch movie, um, which is really interesting to me because the best part of Firewatch is the story. Obviously, it's really, really well written, and it's also really well acted. You really like the the people who portray the yeah, actors. Yeah, right? that was my favorite favorite part of the game was 
um, just the performances by the voice actors. And mm. um, like you're playing a character, for those of you who aren't familiar, um, who's basically a Firewatch for the summer. And you're basically speaking on a radio to this other Firewatch um, person who's, uh, who's, whose name is Delia, Delilah. And you never actually see or meet Delilah, but the entire time you're getting to know her and like the scenes like always end and like it progresses some time. And so you're kind of getting to know them throughout this progression of like three or four months. It kind of works like a months. TV show or something like that. Like you kind of play through like certain episodes of yeah, the summer and totally. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So. And so, like, you're totally getting to know these two characters, and, like, the whole game is hinged on the performance of those two voice actors and how great of a job they did. I, I forget the names of them, but I know that the the main voice actor uh, is one of the main characters who's won, like, an Emmy for, like, Ma- the uh, Mad Men TV show. And so, like, mm-hmm. they hired, like, really good voice actors, and my only concern is if they did do a movie, I would feel really weird if it wasn't those same two voices because like i have such association (laughs) with those voices and i love their performances and it'd be kind of weird for me if they weren't doing it but i don't know yeah i think it it sounds really exciting the story in firewatch is really really good like it's one of the best video game stories i've ever played through i actually jeff was like you need to play this so i think i went over to your house and like sunday afternoon i started at like two and actually played through the entire game yeah finished (laughs) like eight o'clock at night or something like that because i was like i don't want to stop i want to see what happens so yeah this is really exciting. Yeah. I, I hope it's live action. I don't think it would make sense for it to be like a CG or an animated movie. That that wouldn't really make sense to me. Um, but I don't know. It, it'll it be interesting. I mean, Firewatch itself could have been, I guess, like a movie or a show or something already, yeah. which is the way it was. Yeah, well, It wasn't really a game. If it was a live action, yeah. I guess one of the best parts about that game besides the voice acting is like it's really, really pretty. Yeah. Like they do some really cool stuff with like really vibrant colors and throughout so if it was a live action i don't know how they would be able to capture that so but i'm sure they could figure it out it's kind of like yosemite or something like that (laughs) perfect that vintage filter (laughs) just use instagram filters and you'll be fine exactly exactly um cool next piece of news is the nes mini got a new trailer on this week that kind of showed off the system interface and how that kind of works um it's kind of interesting because the cords that will ship with the NES controllers apparently are only like three feet long um, which makes sense if you think of them as being like a Wii remote adapter because they can plug into Wii remotes and you can use them on your Wii U as well but like you're going to be have to be sitting really close to your console or have like really long cords for that to work um, but the reset button on the NES will actually pull up kind of the interface that has like the game selection and all that stuff and you can choose between three different display modes in the emulation which is really really neat um, so you can do like pixel perfect mode, four by three, or like you can kind of make it look like it originally did on like old TVs with like kind of like the saturated lines across mm. and stuff, which is really cool. So you can totally go back to the eighties. You can make it look exactly <laughs> like you remember it, which is awesome. And so there's That's those different display modes. I saw some comparison videos cause they've sent them out to like the press and stuff. And mm-hmm. the emulation looks way brighter and better than like the, the NES uh, games on Wii U and 3DS and stuff. So It'll look really, really nice, and then you also get four save states per game as well. So you can save up to four different states in a game, so you don't have to play through a game all night and leave it on overnight and try to finish it the next day. Yeah, you can, that's awesome. You can save your progress. And the fact and that there's four means, like, two people could play the, could be playing on different save files and stuff. Oh, yeah, I didn't think nice. about that. So Yeah, that's true. So I, I think that's really cool. Uh, that's that, pretty cool. That the way they're they're doing that looks like it's going to be a pretty, pretty well thought out and... Uh, uh, made system for its sixty dollar price tag. So yeah, they just have you pre. You can't pre order it yet. It's you? really hard to. Pre- it's the pre order's gone up in a few select places every once in a while. I'm just, 
I'm just looking to probably just go buy it like the week it comes out. Just hopefully find it in Target or something like that. But yeah, yeah, they need to make. I hope like, Nintendo just makes. They need to of make them. a ton of these yeah. things and just put them everywhere <laughs> and appeal to more than just like the core gaming audience because it appeals to like tons of people who maybe grew up playing and don't really play video games anymore. But like, yeah, for six yeah. bucks, I'll totally pick this up. Yep. Totally. Even though Ice Climbers is on there, no one likes Ice Climbers. <laughs> I have never played the original Ice Climbers, but I heard it was terrible. <clears throat> it is, oh, it's awful, awful. I don't know why they put that game on there. Um, it's a part of Nintendo. They're in Smash Bros. Oh, I guess they're not. Smash they're not. Smash, they, we, they, we've got them out. <laughs> we replaced them with Duck Hunt. Yes. Duck Hunt is more important. Oh gosh. <laughs> is Duck Hunt in? Oh, well, there's no. No, gun, Duck Hunt's not in there. There's, there's no light no gun. gun. You can, yeah. you can okay. get the yeah. Wii U, but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, Rob, you want to hail our next news piece here? Yeah, um, so No Man's Sky has already entered into a lot of controversy lately. Uh, Sean Murray has basically disappeared off the face of the planet and (laughs) isn't talking to anyone. The whole studio has essentially gone dark other than, um, what was it, like two weeks ago they released an update to kind of fix a patch to fix some things on the game. But something, you know, if you've played the game, you know that it's not quite what all the marketing added up to. And so... A user on Reddit actually put them up to be investigated by the Advertising Standards Authority, wow. which is an official is an actual organization. Their jobs are to check to see if groups are uh, being true to their marketing, their advertising and stuff. And so, No Man's Sky is being investigated for misleading promotional material right now. Yeah, and I I think the main complaint that I looked a little bit into it was. Specifically on the Steam page, a lot of the mm-hmm. screenshots, like in the game info that you can view before buying the game, show a lot of unfinished things that aren't in the game. So, like, the way, like, certain, like, buildings are designed and, like, yep. certain creatures and different stuff like that, like, those designs were in early footage, but they never actually made yeah, their way into the, the final game. game. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that is specifically the piece that they're looking at in this. I don't think anything necessarily will come from this, but at the same time, I kind of understand why yeah. people are upset yep there have been some successful uh investigations done by the asa in the past um I believe, games? yeah oh wow Do i believe resident were at all? i believe resident evil was under investigation at one point um and what was the other one there was a really big one that um she can't remember off the top of my head but the game still exists. It's like a Call of Duty or something, like a yeah. big game. Huh. And the game still exists. It's still out there to buy. It just was sort of slipped under the, you know, it kind of was, the so investigation then, went on. Did and, they get, like, fined or something like that? Or Yeah, basically, they find the company. Yeah, okay. and I assume they get to, fined, and then they probably have to, like, pull the ad or the screenshot yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So. Man, I... The damage I mean, has been done at this point. That's that's. What yeah, I'm there's saying. not much. I, I think I it's just kind really of a... I feel really bad. I mean... I don't know, maybe this is, like, my personal side, but I feel bad for Sean Murray because I feel like he was, like... He just seems like a nice guy who wanted to make a mm-hmm. game and then it kind of got out of control. No, he's a dreamer, and for sure. he just seems like, oh, this looks so fun, and then it wasn't actually exactly what he was hoping for, but he still was trying to promote it that way, and I just feel... I feel bad for the guy. He seems like a nice guy. I would just want to be like, it's okay, I'll give you a hug. Oh, you and feel bad for the okay. guy who sold millions of copies in the first week and now has gone dark and not the millions of people who bought it who They're don't like the game. They're still like making patches and working on stuff, you know. I'll, I'll give him another shot. A patch is not going to fix that game. He has a nice looking face. I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you seems, just said that because he, he grew seems, a beard. He seems honest. Yeah, he and he grew honest. a beard. 
he was under so much stress. Uh, maybe. You, you, you can watch, people have made YouTube reels where there's like, like they've counted like the dozens of misleading things he said leading up to the game, which you can tell it's just, that's what his vision was. That's what he wanted the game yeah, to be. Yeah. But ultimately he wasn't able to do all those things, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate for him and for us. So. Well, and I mean, not to say that any of those things can't happen in the future. Obviously, they can work on DLC, they can work on updates and stuff, and they can add a lot of that stuff. But at the same time, the product that was launched was not the product that was advertised. And I think that's the big problem. And people were given this big vision and dream, and what they got was repetitious copy, cut, and paste type gameplay. I think the big problem was the $60 price tag. If if it would have mm-hmm. been a twenty or thirty dollar game, it would have been okay. Like I've had my fun with it, yeah. you know, it's whatever. Yeah. But like when you ship with that sixty dollar price tag that AAA games have, there's a whole new set of expectations that are going to be on. Yeah, so for sure. I think that was the main problem. Anyways, moving on. All right, our next news story is about Call of Duty, which uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is the title of the Call of Duty that is being released this year, and uh, this news just came out that. Um, you can buy a special, I think it's $80 edition of the game that comes with um, Modern War, a remade remake of Modern Warfare 4, which is like the Call of Duty that kind of made yeah, Call of Duty, Call of Duty really, for really Modern big. Warfare. Yeah, Call of Duty for yeah. Modern Warfare. Sorry. That was the first like really big Call yep. of Duty game. That was the best um, one in the series. Yeah, everyone me. really likes this game and stuff like that. So they remade it and um, made it look a lot prettier and um, are adding, I think, multiplayer as well and stuff. So mm-hmm. anyways, you can buy this $80 edition. That's the only way to get that edition right now is through the that bundle, the special as, edition. As of now. Bundle. As of right now. Yeah. They did say that you, there will probably be ways to get it in the future, I'm, but I'm for now... Sure, like, in like three or four months after they release it, release a digital, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come along. But um, anyways, the news came out that to be able to play the modern uh, Call of Duty for Modern Warfare, um, you have to have the Infinite Warfare disc, um, still, which upset a lot of people because they were planning on buying the game and then selling the Infinite Warfare yeah. disc and just <laughs> downloading Call of Duty Four. <laughs> Um, so well, a lot be- of people are understandably upset, but I think this Activision kind of has to do that this to make sure that. A well, bunch of copies of their new game. It, end up. It's interesting because you, when you buy Infinite Warfare, like the special edition, you get a Modern Warfare Four code. So like literally, you're downloading the game. The yeah. whole game's downloaded. Yeah. The disc just serves as a key it just to unlock it and start the game. Yep. Which, in my opinion, I think having a separate piece of software be the key to unlocking the door to a game that you have already bought and have installed on your system is just really anti-consumer at the same time. I understand why the decision was made. At the same time, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think they should have done, like, I don't I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what they should have done at this point. Because I, th- I, I think, think they, have, they have extent. to be able to, to make it, at least if that's the only way they're releasing it, they have to be able to make it so that people don't just buy it to get that game and then resell. Just have it be two discs game. and have them be, have it be a pack-in game. If people don't want your other games it's not as good then make a better game i don't know what to say well i think that's part of the reason why they're doing this is because their last one definitely did wasn't nearly as great as i mean they've kind of been on a downhill slide ever since they decided that a yearly franchise is a good idea um and <laughs> i think they, they sell uh, like 10 million copies every year yeah 
mean, it's not, you know, they sell a ton, but, I mean, the gameplay has just been sort of meh. No, no, I agree. Well, this is and also from... I think with this one, it's kind of a move to say, here, this is your favorite game, yeah. but you have to have our other game, yeah. our new game with it, and if you put that disc in, what you're doing every single time you put that disc in is you're saying, oh, there's that option that you might play our new game. Yeah. So I can see why they did it, and most of the people who are complaining about the whole idea of, like, I can't resell the other game, I mean, that's a petty thing. I mean, uh, really. I just if you want to play Call of Duty for the remake, just wait like three months. They'll put out a yeah. separate edition with it, and you can yep. pay like twenty sure. bucks to yep. get it. Just, just here's my question: What is the purpose of them putting out Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty Four? Just to it's as a remake. It's to supposed to be fan service, fans. right? Yeah, it's fan yeah, service. fans. So they're putting this thing out as fan service, but at the same time. They're frustrating all their fans by saying, we're putting this out for you, but you have to do this, this, and this, and you can't do this if you want to play it. So I feel like they're saying it's for the fans, but at the same time, they're just pushing their own agenda and saying, hey, we just want you to buy the new Infinite Warfare. We don't really care. We're just using the new to buy our new people. Eh, it's Activision. Yeah, what do you expect? Right. <laughs> also to note that the developer is Infinity Ward, which has made the less... Uh, well-received Call of Duty games recently. Oh, is it? Um, the other one, Treyarch, uh, I think, makes like Black Ops and stuff like that, and those ones have been better received. Yeah. So that uh, maybe they're sense. trying to artificially well, boost their one, numbers. One thing I thought about is I bought Star Fox Zero earlier this year, and it came with a pack-in called Star Fox Guard, which is basically like a little Miyamoto like $20 eShop game. And it said, hey, this is on the eShop. It's $20. Star Fox in the eShop is $50. You can buy both together, either digitally or physically, for a $60 package. So but if you, get, you like, bought... $10 discount. Yeah, you get $10 discount. But if you buy the $60 retail package, you not only get the full case and disc with Star Fox Zero, you get a full case and disc for Star Fox Guard, and you get, like, a really cool collector's edition, like, cardboard box that they're both in. And, like, I have both games. I can do whatever I want with them. Mm-hmm. I can play one when I want to play one, play one when the other. I... I would be furious if they said, to play Star Fox Guard, you must enter Star Fox Zero and you... You know, and not give me the physical package. You know, I thought, I thought that was such a cool, cool thing, and I think it's just uh, a really weird move to make it a digital game that you have to unlock with the disc. But yep. anyways, moving on. Yes, talked sorry, about that. <laughs> talked about Call of Duty too much. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty, man. Um, <laughs> moving on, we have uh, news from Ubisoft that says that a new Assassin's Creed game might not come out next year. Ooh. I will emphasize. That might, because I think this is total bullcrap. <laughs> but what do you guys think? I'm going to go to you first, since you are our Assassin's Creed expert. Well, so here's the thing. A screenshot was released of what looks like ancient Egypt with you know the, the whole thing, which, as we've heard already, that's where the next Assassin's Creed game is going. So they already have a screenshot that was quote-unquote leaked. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it was, you think the it developer literally happened... It literally happened a day after they announced that the game might not come out in 2017. That's so a funny. day after. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of like, um, will it not come out in next next year? Probably will. I mean, this is a, this is Ubisoft, and they've already done one year off from Assassin's Creed, I don't think. Which they haven't been, really, because they've they're put not, they're putting out the games. Officially, <laughs> yeah, officially, they're not really taking a break, but unofficially, that's a, they have like three different um, companies that work on the games. Yeah, and just way three too many companies. I, I honestly, I, my wish for Assassin's Creed, as much as 
I've had fun with the series in the past. I just wish it was one of those things that would just kind of go away for two or three years. And then once gamers have kind of like forgotten about it, say, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I remember the old Assassin's Creed. Then it mm-hmm. comes back with all new look, all new like gameplay mechanics and just like totally just kind of reboots like everything. Yeah, like, I really hope that the new Assassin's Creed next year like changes like kind of the gameplay loop and how Assassin's Creed game plays and it's not just like climb to the top of a tall, well, pyramid in this case and then like see things and then get a mission and stuff like that because I feel like yeah. that gameplay loop has been done and done and done over again and I would love to do something else because I the thing I love about the Assassin's Creed is I love like the historical setting and all that stuff. That stuff is mm-hmm. awesome but the actual playing of the game isn't that fun to me. So what you want is an assassin who's afraid of heights. <laughs> yes, exactly. That that it's would be an relatable. assassin I could relate I mean, to because I am afraid of we're heights. We're going in the opposite. Life. You know, like in the first Assassin's Creed where he couldn't swim, he would die the moment he touched water. This assassin can't climb. That's so funny. It would but make it so it, much harder, you know, if you're trying to do stealth and stuff like that. And you're that. in Egypt, and so you can't really swim because, you know, crocodiles, so. <laughs> Dude, if you can, you, we're changing you can like, everything. ride a crocodile and tame a crocodile as your pet in the new Assassin's Creed game, that would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. All right. I think that about wraps up our new section. We're about 25 minutes in. we uh, got to get to our next segment, so we'll right. uh, go and do that. So. Segment two, games of the fall. We thought we would kind of list off all the different games coming out uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, There was a bunch of games that were supposed to come out during these few months. Zelda, Horizon. There's probably a whole bunch more than I'm thinking of. Ukulele. ukulele, Um, But the big four honor was originally Mass Effect. Yep. So all these games are coming out, uh, I think, first, second quarter of next year, which is going to be great. But... Um, I don't know. Me personally, I don't think there's necessarily a ton of good fall games here. But let's go ahead and well, look through yeah, the list. Yeah, I, I put together a list of uh, pretty much all the different games. So let's go through. Um, and uh, you guys say whether you're excited, interested, or kind of meh on it. So first, this Friday, we have uh, three games coming out. Uh, we have Gears of War 4. Um, I meh. would be excited if I had an Xbox One. I think they're doing some really cool stuff with it from what I've looked at. I haven't looked at it a lot. Um, but it does remind me a lot of the good memories I had with the first three Gears games in 360. But that being said, I don't have any system to play this on, and I don't plan on purchasing a system to play this on to get this game. Yes, yeah, I would agree with you. So I guess I'll say interested. Interested, I'm interested, but but I'm not I I would say the same thing. It looks better than Judgment. (laughs) Uh, Rob, did you say meh? I I said meh. I'm interested in Horde mode. I don't have a system to play it on. And... I, it, maybe it'll be interesting, but for now, I'm going to say meh. All right. And then we also have Mafia 3 coming out that day. Meh. Uh, I would say, I'll say interested because it's set in, like, 1968 in New Orleans. So <laughs> set in the past, Nathan loves, because <laughs> it's history. It looks really yeah. interesting. They could some do some really cool stuff with the setting and, like, racial tension and stuff like that. Um, so if they do a good job with that it would be a game I would maybe, like, pick up on sale or something like that later down the road. So I'm interested, but not super excited. Another open world Interested. Game. It is a... I, I'm interested because they are doing something in a historical setting from a little bit of a different perspective. So that sounds interesting and intriguing to me, and I agree with you, Nathan. I might, I might pick it up later on. Yeah, I feel like there hasn't not been right a right. ton of games set in the 60s, so at least it's, it's a new era. Yeah. Uh, and the other game coming out is Paper Mario Color Splash for the Wii U. 
which looks pretty. Be, be, being a Mario fan, I have to at least say I'm interested, but I am not planning on picking up this game. I've never really been a fan of the Paper Mario games. Those have been probably my least favorite Mario games in mm-hmm. general, I guess, that they've that they've put out. So, I don't know. It looks like they have a, a couple cool ideas, but at the same time, I'm not really dying to play a Paper Mario game when I just want to play NX and Zelda and all that kind of other stuff that <laughs> I was holding back on. It looks like they got the a lot of... The best thing about the Mar- Paper Mario series is the writing is usually like really funny. Yeah, it's, like that. it's always funny. It looks yeah. like they're doing a good job with that and might be doing a little bit better job with the battle system as compared to Sticker Star. But Yeah, I, I only played a few hours of Sticker Star. I, I did not like that battle system. It looks... You were telling me that they kind of combined that with kind of the old Paper Mario, yeah, which yeah. gives me a little bit more hope for it. But, I mean, honestly, I probably won't be picking up this game unless it's either a gift or I can get it for 20, 25 bucks. So. Yeah, which doesn't usually happen. Yeah. I'm going to say meh. Yeah. Simply because I've not played any of the other Paper Mario games. So there's just the Mario games that I just completely missed over and don't really have a whole lot of interest in it. Sure. You, you, I think you would like the original one, Rob. Yes. That, that's yeah, one no, like that's what I hear, but I'm not super interested in the new one. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then uh, next Tuesday, October 11th, we have Rise of the Tomb Raider coming out for PS4. This came out on Xbox One uh, last November, I believe, and it's finally coming to PS4. Yeah. Really, um, really well-reviewed game. Yep. I, I love the original, um, so I will say I'm excited. Um, however, I'm not planning on picking it up, um, at least at launch. Yeah. Um, I know it's like a Game of the Year edition, so I think there's some additional They, they added a bunch stuff. of extra content and stuff like that, which is cool. Which I'm glad they did. I was afraid they were just going to put out the same yeah. base game that's been out for a year for yeah. $60, and it would have been like, no yeah. way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's a game I'll probably look into getting eventually down the road. I got the last Tomb Raider for like 12 bucks on PS4 nice. or something, so I'll probably wait for it to wait hit for another budget off. price like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, I bought the last Tomb Raider, like the collector edition, for twenty bucks because it was huge on sale, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's cool." So um, I actually am really interested in playing this one, but like you said, I won't get it right away. Yep. And then WWE 2K17 also comes out that day for all of your wrestling fans. I know people buy these games. Uh, well, I, <laughs> that's, friend that's of the field, thing. Sir Mister Fields on Twitter. He, I feel like he might buy these games. He's like one of the only people yeah. I know who loves wrestling. So. I guess if you really like those WWE wrestling yep. things, I don't know. I would say I'm at least interested in this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, right? I'm I'm throwing you guys for a loop. I, I used to I played it. WWE backwards on the 64 and really enjoyed it. And then the next game in the series was not very good. Didn't have a lot of the same gameplay mechanics, so I just stopped playing it. And I haven't really cared about it. But what I hear is that they're adding a lot of new gameplay mechanics that might actually be interesting to play. So interested. All right. Well, Not going to buy it. Let us know how it is if you ever play it. And then yeah. uh, two days later on October 13th, uh, PlayStation VR comes out, which I there's a bunch of kind of launch titles for that, but I didn't really look them all up. Because they're all like an hour or two. They're all like short experiences and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So <laughs> I am very there's... meh on VR. PSVR doesn't really yeah. matter what it is. The tech is kind of cool, I guess, but it's mm-hmm. just tech, and it's not really ex- ex- as exciting as like a new hardware like console launch or anything for me it's just really expensive tech right now that's just gonna slowly get better and better and by the time it actually gets cheaper probably well by the time it actually gets really good and like is kind of worth having because you can actually play a lot of different stuff Mm -hmm. on it it'll be you know 100 200 bucks yes is what i'm thinking so so. yeah yeah i Um, haven't played vr but i would agree with you yeah i would not anticipate buying a vr anything for the next at least three years probably 
Yeah, I would say meh. Um, I think you really captured the word there, Nathan. Uh, experience. It's all about that like kind of experience of a world, and you can see it and feel it and touch it and be in it. And honestly, that's the type of gameplay mechanic that I'm not super interested in. All right, and then October 18th, uh, Battlefield 1 launches, which is a big game. Um, and then also Batman Return to Arkham, which is like a remake of Batman... First two Batman The games. first two Batman games. Arkham is Arkham yeah. City, is that right? Yep, just those two. And then Civ 6 also comes out that week on October 21st. Any of these games interest you guys? I am meh, yeah. meh, and meh. <laughs> Rob, uh, I would I would have to guess that at least one of these is is kind of exciting to you. Actually, this is uh, probably the most exciting day for the entire month of October for me, just because I'm actually kind of interested. I watched the for they released like a story uh, trailer a couple weeks ago for Battlefield or last week for Battlefield One, and then they released some gameplay footage uh, recently of the first like 12 minutes or 15 minutes of the game super interesting i'm really interesting in the story and it looks like it could be interesting so i'm actually very interested maybe even excited about battlefield one batman return to arkham i've played all the batman games i'm not super interested in buying them again that just seems like a lot of money to yeah, use it's... on what little gossying up of it and that just doesn't seem like it's worth it to me yeah. and then civilization six i'm actually interested in i've played a lot of the civilization games throughout um my gaming tenure and it looks kind of interesting but i'm not super like i'm gonna go buy it at launch i'm at least interested in it mm -hmm. that's my yeah. thoughts <laughs> yeah i think um i would agree with you uh battlefield one i played the beta which the yeah. single player camp st pain stuff sounds interesting to me but most of what those games are about is the multiplayer and i played the multiplayer beta and it was really pretty, but I wasn't very good at it, and it wasn't. I didn't really enjoy it that much, so yeah. it's not all that interesting. And then if you can find a way to rent it, yeah, I'm terrible at RTS, away. so Civ Six is. <laughs> and then uh, the Batman remakes are. Uh, if they look anything like the screenshot that leaked, or they whatever, yeah, like, the, last did summer not did not great. look good at all. Um, Anyways, yeah, I I've never really been in the Battlefield games. I mean, I saw the recent one. It's like four dollars right now on PSN. Like yeah. they drop in value so yeah. quick. If I was interested, I would buy it in a year when it's five bucks. Yeah. Um, Batman: Return to Arkham. I hundred percent of the first Arkham game. I enjoy my time with it. I don't have any desire to go back to that. And then Arkham City, I already own and would not want to buy again. Mm -hmm. And I've never played any, really any of the Civilization games. I just don't really play PC games. So yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, October twenty fifth, we have Dragon Ball Xenoverse two. Which is really exciting, and Mr. Morrison. Why? Why are you saying that in an excited voice? I'm like, you're like, oh gosh, why are they still making games on this stupid show that ended 20 years ago? Dude, and it's not a stupid show. It was the greatest World show ever. It's like, I think, an anime-looking. Uh, why do cute, cute Final Fantasy game? Can we just skip straight to the next day of releases? These are both completely okay. irrelevant games. Dragon Ball Xenoverse, if you like, like, Dragon Ball games, uh, they, it was really well-received, and, like, a lot of people bought it and stuff like that. I refuse to believe a Dragon Ball game was well-received. It was well-received. It was actually very well-received. Well, what's the Metacritic score? I have no idea. But I it bought like it. A, I bought it, I think, for, like, 30 bucks or something or like that. Yeah, and you it. sold it, like, two weeks later. And I really liked Dragon Ball Z, and then I was like, it had a cool progression system, but, like, the combat felt very, like, The same repetitive. as it was, like... 15 yeah. years ago and it that just other felt very repetitive made. and stuff like that 
So I ended up selling it like a couple weeks later and kind of regretting that purchase. There's going to be one person. But a lot of people are hyped about this. And then there's a like cute World of Final Fantasy game that it's like small little people. It's Basically, it's like the it's like the um, Animal Crossing <laughs> style oh art. With, well, now um, I'm interested. The Final Fantasy, <laughs> and I mean the biggest thing about it is there's literally no new gameplay, new extra stuff or anything about it. It's not adding to the world of Final Fantasy. It's like it's like the Final Fantasy version of Mario Party or something like that. Like it's putting all the characters from a lot of the show, the other games, into one game. So it's not. It doesn't look. Well, if you like, if you're a hardcore, interesting. Give a little. If you are super hardcore into Final Fantasy, then this is a game for you. If you are just sort of a meh Final Fantasy player, don't bother. Both of these are cash and anime games from '90s fans who grew up with these things, and they're not going to be good games. And if there's anyone who's actually going to buy these on launch day, please tweet at me, at the Jeffrey Wars, because I want to know that someone like this exists. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, a few days later after No that, one will tweet me. There's no well, one. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm sure there's people out there who will buy it. I don't know if they'll tweet you. All right. All right. Um, October 28th, uh, Titanfall 2 comes out, and the Skyrim Special Edition remake for PS4 and Xbox One also come out that day as well. What do you guys? What are you guys' Play, thoughts on this? Played thirty minutes of the beta for Titanfall two, kind of fun. Not a game I would buy. Yep. Um, Skyrim Special Edition. If I wanted wanted to play Skyrim, I would have played it six years ago when it came out. And everyone was playing it and talking about it. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not going to just randomly jump in now. So. All right, Rob. Uh, Titanfall two looks interesting. Um, I'm not super interested in that type of game, but it does look like a fun game that I know a lot of people do enjoy. Um, Skyrim Special Edition, I already own Skyrim Collector's Edition on Xbox 360. There's not much point for me to buy Skyrim again. I, okay, so Titanfall 2. Are you going to fall for a remaster for a game <laughs> that you already own? He's going Titanfall to do it. Titanfall 2. Uh, Your smile. The for those of you who can't see, he's got this big, really like, fun. cringy smile because he knows <laughs> that he, he's going to fall into the Skyrim remaster <laughs> trick. Titanfall 2. I played the beta. It was kind of fun. Yeah, okay. Uh, what about Skyrim? Uh, Skyrim Special Edition. Uh, <laughs> I loved Skyrim when it first came out. Played it a ton on my PS3. Uh-huh. Um, I still have it, but my PS3 is currently... I'm lending it to a friend, so I don't have it. And I was looking at a trailer for Special Edition yesterday, and they upgraded a lot of the graphics. And it also comes with all the DLC, which I never bought any of the D- DLC back in the day. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not enough and to do in the base game. I just love that <laughs> world and the music, and I know I'm going to be really tempted to get it when it comes out, and I might buy it How much it, is it like, going to be? Black Friday. I don't know. It's probably it's like, like $60. $40. I think it's like 50 bucks or something like that. Yeah, so, I, think it's a, I think it's a cheaper one. I, I, yeah, I think it's like 50 I mean, I was going to say, I don't understand who this game would be for, because everyone... Who wanna ever wanted to play Skyrim, I assume would have done it by now. But then again, I guess there's people like you who just maybe don't have their system plugged in or got rid of their copy and wanna dip back in or maybe didn't play the DLC. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I, I don't really like Bethesda games, but I feel like all those kind of people have shifted into like the Dark Souls games and stuff since then. I, I don't I don't know. Let's see, it was I have some really interesting thoughts about uh, oh, wow. that I'll talk about later about Skyrim as compared to uh, Witcher Three. It right? is at the full sixty dollar price. 
It's a full sixty dollars class. I will wait for a, a Black Friday sale. You can buy it for four dollars on Steam right now. I bet. Yeah. yeah. No, you could buy not just the normal version. You could buy the full DLC, everything with all the mods that you can make it as beautiful as it is in the remastered version, and even better on PC, Steam for. If you bucks. oh yeah. by the way, if you have that, like if you already have that, when this comes out, they will basically like uh, give you the Skyrim Special Edition for free. Well, actually, that's what they did for me with uh, Bioshock. I didn't even yeah. realize it. the that's other day cool. I went on so, my scheme and I had the Bioshock remastered. That's nice. All that's right, nice. moving on. Um, some of us are obsessed with Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> November 4th, uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which we talked about earlier. We've talked plenty about. I don't think any of us are planning on getting that. And then Mario Party Star Rush for the Nintendo 3DS also comes out that day. Um, I like Mario Party games. I have not enjoyed the last few. This mm-hmm. one looks to get back to kind of the old style of Mario Party where you're not You're all not in a, in a car. Praise the Lord. Thank Someone you. at Nintendo finally said, the stupid car thing is not fun. People don't like it. Let's go back to the old way, which I'm glad for. At the same time, I'm not going to buy a handheld Mario Party because, I mean, as much fun as I had with Triforce here, I was playing through with Nathan and another good friend of the show, Jordan. Um, I'm just not going to have four people all in a room yeah. with 3DSs. Yeah all wanting to play a board game on there for an hour. The cool thing about this is that you only need one copy of the game to play with, like, three yeah. or four people, which the past, I think the other 3DS Mario Party they released, everyone had to have a copy to be able yeah. to play, which is really stupid. Well, Nintendo, Nintendo's usually really good with, yes. with doing that single-pack yeah. download play, which is awesome. But, like, I mean, maybe if I had, like, you know, three kids of... who are all, like, ten years old and would yeah. want to play yeah. it on the 3DS, like, that would make sense. But as being a adult Nintendo gamer, I don't, I don't see the point. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't played a Mario Party game since the Nintendo 64 generation, simply because I haven't really... I mean, I played one on the GameCube, and I didn't really particularly enjoy yeah. it. And after that, I just kind of gave up on trying to even keep up with it. So, yeah. well, unless the, unless it's the same... You're all on the same console, you know, like, a, if it was all on the Wii U, and it all had the exact same gameplay as, like, back then, maybe I'd buy it. But for now, I'm totally disinterested. I don't even have a 3DS. The whole point of Mario Party is so you can choke people with N64 cord. Like, if <laughs> yeah, there's no cord and you're on your own 3DS, you're not going to smack your 3DS. You want to smack your friend's controller, not yours. So. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not promote any kind of violence or anything like this on the show, just to, to let you know. I'm not the one doing that. I win a Mario Party. It's my friends, my brothers who do that to uh, me. Okay, okay. All right. M- well, moving on. Uh, November 11th, uh, Dishonored 2 comes out. Um which is also by published by Bethesda. I forget who the developer is. but Yeah, Rob, what do you think? You played the whole first Dishonored game, right? I did play the first one. I didn't play any of the DLC, which I heard some of the DLC for Dishonored 1 was pretty good. But, I mean, I'm vaguely interested. I would say I'm just above interested, maybe into excited, but I don't think... I'm not going to buy it at launch. I didn't buy Dishonored at launch. I probably won't buy Dishonored 2 at launch, but I will probably play it eventually. Neat. I am met because I bought Dishonored 1 at GameStop for $2. Played through the first hour. Thought it was kind of interesting, but put it back on the shelf. I've never played it since. And I'm sure the second one is pretty much the the same thing, I'm guessing. And like I said, I don't really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, for the most part, it's a little better graphics, a little different gameplay. Yeah. Dishonored, the first one at least, was like the missions themselves were really, really long. So it took oh, forever man. to complete them. And, like, you have to have, like, at least, like, a couple hours to be able to sit down and complete a mission and stuff like that. Well, that's something they could be fixing, hopefully. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. and the fact that I could just like turn off my PS4 and uh, it would, it would mode. be yep. nice. Yep. Um, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, uh, moving on. November 15th, Watch Dogs 2 comes out, and Ubisoft is also putting out the Assassin's Creed Ezio collection that day as well. Wow, the day of Ubisoft. <laughs> the day of Ubisoft uh, is here. Your dreams have come true, Rob. <laughs> I've actually looked up a little bit on Watch Dogs 2. It looks looks kind of fun. It looks pretty silly. It's not taking itself pretty seriously like the first one kind of did. You can just kind of do lots of random just like stuff where you mess with people in the, in the city and hack things and... Um, I think that part of it is cool. This would be a game I'd love to jump in for 10, 15 bucks like I did with the first Watch Dogs. I think I got the first Watch Dogs for like eight bucks or something. Nice. And um, it, it wasn't that great. I made it play for like five, six hours. It, it was fine, but uh, it wasn't really what I was hoping for it to be. So it looks like the second one's going to fix a lot of the issues with the first one, lighten the tone. So honestly, I'm interested, but um, I can't remember the last time I bought an Ubisoft game at launch. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, it looks like I'll wait for reviews and maybe try and get it. A cheaper price, Rob. Uh, and you, we know you're going to get the Ezio collection, so you can go ahead and admit that on the show. I will just say that it did perk my interest, like Skyrim <laughs> Special Edition. <laughs> well, my reason for thinking that was my Assassin's Creed 2 on 360, my disc is scratched, and so oh. it's not working very well. Yeah, and so my biggest yes, reason to get it would be like. I would just buy it because then I would have the whole thing on the next system. But at the same time, unless they're planning on doing every single Assassin's Creed game from the past onto this collection type system, it doesn't seem worth it to me. Well, they could uh, do that, you know. Well, I wouldn't no, put past Ubisoft. When they do, when they do, I'll probably pick them all up and get rid of my 360 copies, and then have the updated versions on systems that I still currently use and aren't dying. Like do those... you know if they're updating the controls? Because the controls those games did not after. Any of the games before Unity, when they finally updated the controls for like climbing and parkour and stuff like that, it's really hard mm-hmm. to go back to. So hopefully they're updating the controls. Probably not. Probably not. Watch Dogs 2 um, looks interesting, looks kind of fun. I won't get it anytime soon. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, we just have a couple more. Uh, November 18th, uh, the one Pokemon game Nintendo's releasing in November is Pokemon Sun and Moon for the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, this is probably my most anticipated game of fall. Um, I loved playing X and Y a couple years back in the day when those were released. Dude, good memories. So, yeah, I put 40 hours into it the week it came out. Uh, and that was I think we did. Was, yeah, we did. I was also in college and working two jobs part-time, so... We would just get um, home and then, like, play till, like, 2 in the morning. And, like, we'd be, like, in the same area, like, Nathan, because I got X, he got Y. And, like, we'd both be fighting the gyms around the same time. And then we're like, all right, let me fight you with my new team. They're all around level 20. Like, oh, so are mine. And we'd, like, go back and forth. And so I have really good memories of doing that. Um, So kind of just thinking about that experience kind of makes me want to get Sun and Moon just so I can have, like, that first week or two experience playing through it but the, uh, yeah the uh, the region looks really cool that's the alola region which is like loosely based on hawaii which looks neat and the some of the new pokemon look neat and they're adding a bunch of like different alternate versions of like gen one pokemon into the game yeah the, the, which it, they're getting us again with yes. kind of re- bringing back gen one <laughs> exactly so it looks really cool uh it'll it's a 3ds game so it'll only be like 35 40 bucks or something like that um yeah so i'm excited for this i'm gonna i haven't decided if i'm gonna pick up sun or moon um yet but i'm excited i'll pick up one of those copies and play through it i'm not super interested 
just because I don't have a 3DS. <laughs> well, I guess that's understandable. I mean, I don't want to fork out... Like, I, I love playing the Pokemon games, but I don't want to fork out all the money for a 3DS and then to get yeah. Pokemon well, on top of that. Well, you can get that. a 2DS for, like, 80 bucks now, so 80, yeah, pretty cheap. 2DSs are dirt cheap. They're solid. You get, like, I think Mario Kart or Mario with it. And honestly, with Pokemon games, like, those are games you put 150, 200 hours in. Yeah, so, it's true. So that would totally work. Plus... I mean, in my opinion, 3DS has one of the best libraries out right now. There's tons of great games on the on the 3DS, and the nice thing is most of them are pretty cheap now as well. But yeah, um, it is it is definitely a a plunge if you're going for the first time. Yeah, yes. drop a lot. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of my biggest hesitation. I'm not willing yeah. to plunge yet. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so November 29th, Final Fantasy 15 comes out. Uh, the game that has been in development for 10 years is finally going to come out which is always a good sign right exactly um so i don't think i've ever played any final fantasy game and i want to start with this one so either Uh, i I don't if i see anything from square enix i usually ignore it and if that's final fantasy i definitely don't really care outside from a couple soundtrack pieces i don't I'm not really interested in anything Final Fantasy. And yet you bought Cloud and Smash Brothers. I'm a completionist. I felt terrible about it. But I, I waited like a week, and then finally it was grinding away. I'm like, okay, I'll download Cloud. Uh, All right. Rob, uh, you're a Final Fantasy guy. At least I've played right? most. I've played most of the Final Fantasy games, at least a few. Um, most of them I've only played like maybe an hour or two of. There's a mm-hmm. couple that I've put in 30, 40, 60 hours. Um but I'm not really interested in this one. I think it's, unless it gets incredible reviews and totally blows everyone out of the water, so far, every I, everything I've seen so far, it just kind of makes me think of 13, where it was just sort of meh. Yeah. Um, and if it gets some really great things going for it, then maybe I'll pick it up eventually on sale, but for now, I'm not really cool. interested. And then the last couple games in December, December 2nd, we have Gravity Rush 2 coming out, Steep and Mario Maker for 3DS. And then December 6th, we have Dead Rising 4 and The Last Guardian, and another game that has been in development for a really long time. If The Last Guardian actually comes out and doesn't get delayed again. Yeah, it might we'll get see. delayed again. We'll see. It'll probably get delayed. Um, I'm sort of interested in Steep. It looks kind of fun. I've all, I'm a huge snowboarder in real life, and so kind of the idea of actually playing a game where you can do some of that stuff in a video game sounds kind of interesting, but... Hopefully, it actually has some of the reminiscence of like 1080 or SSX or some of those type of things where you know they were just fun to play for hours. And but we'll see. I don't see what the point of that game is. Like when they showed it off at the E3 conference, I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, no idea. It was weird. Yeah, um, I mean, nothing can really beat 1080 snowboarding for 64, in yeah, my opinion. But like, um, I might just no or uh, <laughs> or SSX. That yeah, was a fun game. A couple of the SSX games were really fun. Yep. Um, I thought Dead Rising was pretty fun when the first one came out. I had some fun memories playing that in 360 because, like, that was when I was first starting to, like, play mature games, too. So it was, oh, yeah. It was so like, it's kind of, like, cool in that in that aspect. And then it was just kind of fun game to just mess around in because I, I hadn't played very many open-world games so you can just kind of sure, mess around sure. and do yeah. stupid stuff. I think that, that game is only coming to Xbox One at least at first, right? Yeah, it's exclusive, uh, I think, for a couple months. I think it's coming out in quarter one for PS4. Okay. Oh, is it kind of um, doing the, the same thing as Tomb Raider? Yeah, kind of. I don't, I don't think it'll be oh, a no. year delay between. But yeah, yeah. It'll, yeah, it's coming out first. For it's kind of Xbox a strange one. way to do it. but. Yeah, um, as far as Mario Maker 3DS, um, I mean, I already have it for Wii U, and like the Wii U is like, pretty much the Game of the Year edition. The 3DS one is 
a very slimmed down version. You can't do all the cool amiibo stuff in there, which I love doing. You can't look up course levels. You can't just like play random levels online. You can only do it if you mm-hmm. do the 30 Mario challenge, which just sorts some like levels in randomly. But um, the one thing I think looks cool is there are new levels made by Nintendo, which are the best ones in the game because um, they know how to make their platformers. And yeah. they have added like a star coin thing where you, there's like star coins hidden throughout the levels. And that's always like my favorite part of the new Super Mario Bros. games is finding all those like hidden star coins and collectibles. And so that part definitely makes me interested. Um, at the same time, though, as fun as it would be to have a new Mario game on my 3DS, I don't think buying a crappier version of a Wii U game I already own is a thing that I will be doing. So yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to pick up. None of those games really interest me. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't have a Wii U, though, I would definitely recommend picking Mario yeah. Maker for 3DS yeah, up. Yeah, pick up Mario Maker for 3DS. Or just buy a Wii U. What are you doing? Go buy a Wii U. Again. <laughs> or wait, wait for the price drop and wait, announce an X. They're going ev- to eventually <laughs> have to drop the price at some point, yeah. right? So yeah. wait for that. Mario Maker is a great game, though. Yep. Um, okay, so one more question for you guys. Uh, how do you guys think feel the lineup of games this fall is compared to other falls? And is there any fall that you would say, like, oh, that was a really, really, really good fall with a lot of strong games? Like, oh, um, I, I, I wish Nintendo would have put something out in November. One thing I noticed is, like, there's six remakes on, like, that list that we talked about. Mm-hmm. There's no big November game for Nintendo. Um, like, they've been putting a lot of Wii U games back on a 3DS. And, like, I th- this makes two years in a row where we haven't had, like, a big November game for the Nintendo. I think it was what, three or four years ago, we had Mario 3D World and Link Between Worlds launched on the same day in November, and it was, like, yep. amazing. Yeah, yep. They always do, like, their console launches in November. So, like, I always kind of associate November, that month before holiday season, with that. And, like, a year ago, I was thinking, hey, NX is probably going to come out in November right before um, Christmas, like Nintendo always does. So that aspect, I'm kind of disappointed. And, like I said, I probably aren't – I'm not going to probably buy any of these games in the fall. If I buy anything the rest of the year, it's probably going to be – Either a game that came out a while ago that's on sale, or just probably some indie stuff. There's some cool stuff on the yeah, on the sure. Wii U eShop all, and other things. These are all the AAA games that are coming out. I yeah, didn't list bought list yeah. all the cool different indie games. Yeah, and and I already so. I've already backed Ukulele, so I'm getting that when it comes out next year. Horizon looks cool, but I'll probably just hold out for Zelda. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think part of the problem with this fall's lineup is like a lot of games were delayed. My yep. big, you know, Ukulele. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. That that's actually my biggest like the one the next game that I'm really looking forward to is that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. You know, and so like I mean a lot of the games this fall I'm interested in, but I'm not going to pick up right away simply because I'm saving my money for the one that I actually want. Um, yeah. Just kind of as far as how it compares to other lineups, I feel like fall is always like it's hit or miss every year. There's always this like Last fall. Year was great. Last year, last year was great. The was year before that was not Although, great. I go back and think about the game, the games I bought in fall, and I bought two K NBA two K sixteen, which I really like, and Destiny Taking King Edition, which I really like. And the mm-hmm. only other game I can remember buying is Battlefront, which I liked for like a week. Battlefront was kind of disappointing kind of for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, a lot of times if you're looking at video game release times, the fall has been. You know, either you get these really great big AAA games that are coming out and that we're all super excited about, or just kind of they all get delayed till the next year. 
Yeah, I'm actually more excited about like Q1 of next year and like basically yeah. January through March. Yeah, all these games like got April delayed for like hopefully <laughs> oh, X yeah. is going to come out at that point, and then like Horizon looks really good, and Mass Effect is supposed to be looks pretty cool, and Ukulele, whatever else. All of that stuff was the stuff I was looking forward yeah, to, and it all for sure. slipped and got delayed to next year. So that is well said, Nathan. That's yes. well said, and I'm secretly hoping that Nintendo has this amazing new Mario game that they're. Waiting to show to do the NX reveal, then they'll just be like, "Boom! Look at this new Mario." I just really hope they My have a really explode. good, cool game besides <laughs> Zelda, because Zelda will be great. But yeah, I, I, they need another one. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll have something. They they gotta have Mario, yes. right? They gotta have Mario. So. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, we gotta move on. So. All right. Yeah. So sorry, we went a little long in the games there, but I think you got a good feel for which games we're excited for, which ones maybe you're on lookout for. Uh, but let us know on Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games. Yeah, uh, we'd love to see which games are coming out. I saw Jaeger in the chat mention the Animal Crossing update that's coming. Yes. Out of nowhere, this big Animal Crossing update. And so um, I know there's a lot of new stuff uh, for that. So maybe you're you're excited for that? or uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for next year when the Animal Crossing mobile game comes out. I'm excited to see what that I is. I hope they do some connectivity so, with the game. Like, hopefully yeah. this update's going to put some stuff in yeah. that'll connect yeah. with the mobile. I think that's originally what it was, and then it probably must have gotten switched with yeah. Super Mario. Oh, Super Mario Run also comes out on, oh. on iPhone. Are we, are we allowed Super. to see Super Mario Run a test Because I'm totally getting that. I don't know, but it's a, <laughs> it's a mobile game. It's not a game on consoles, but that's going to come out in December. Uh, exclusively to iPhones, and then it'll come out for Android um, next year, I believe, yes. probably in January or something. Like that. We'll probably so, do a whole episode in Super Mario, right? Yes, we'll, exactly. I'm sure we'll probably get it. So, um, Sweet. Moving on. Uh, real quickly, uh, we'll probably take about five, ten minutes to talk about Nathan's backlog here because um, we, we want to get going. We don't want to keep you guys here too long. Um, but, Nathan, what game are you choosing to talk about this week? A game, a game that you have played, but for whatever reason you never finished. Um, go ahead. So the game I am bringing to you this week is the game of Mass Effect, the original Mass Effect game launched in 2007, I believe. Excuse me. Um, and I bought this game. I didn't actually buy this game until 2000. I never played this game like right when it came out. I think I got it for my PS3 in 2012. I got it as a part of the Mass Effect collection that launched with Mass Effect 1, yeah. 2, and 3. It was a big deal because the original was never on PS3. Yeah, the original was never on PS3 until then, I, and I only had a PS3, so... I got it, had a lot of friends recommend it, started playing through it. Um, kind of like liked the story, was interested in that aspect of it and the party and character building. But the game, especially when I played it, like in 2012, 2013, uh, the shooting mechanics were felt really, really outdated and didn't feel good at all. The cover system was didn't work very well. So that was really hard. Um, there's some vehicle gameplay parts of the game, which were really just a drag. Anytime I got to a vehicle part, I was like, okay, I don't want to play this anymore. Um, it wasn't very good. <laughs> and then the story was interesting, but like the worlds you were actually playing through, um, they kind of just felt meh. They didn't feel like super open or explorable or anything like, like that. Like the planets? Or? Yeah, like the oh, planets, yeah, at least the ones that I went to, they kind of just felt like, oh, we meant this and you kind of go through. And so there were some cool aspects of it, but there were also some that I was like, eh, this is not super, a super exciting or cool yeah. environment. If I remember right, you had some frustration with some of the boss battles or encounters as well. Oh, uh, yeah. The I, with the combat, there was a couple boss battles that I got stuck on for a long time where I just, like, wasn't good enough and I kept dying with to different <laughs> bosses and stuff from like across that. the hall. Getting really frustrated, and so that made me put it down. So I think I, I didn't get super far into it. I played it for about... 10 to 15 hours. I think I got like maybe 10 to 15 hours into it, somewhere around there. Um, okay. The story was interesting. 
And, like, everyone keeps telling me about how good the Mass Effect series is, and I'd love to play 2 and 3, but I feel like I can't move on to 2 or 3 <laughs> without playing 1. So, uh, like, a couple months ago, I picked it up and played it for, like, a couple hours. I put the, the gameplay settings down to, like, easiest so that I wouldn't have to struggle with bosses nice. and stuff like that. That's a good idea. And they even so, have, like, options, I think, in... I don't know about, I don't know about 2, but I know in 3... Where you can like pretty much almost turn the combat off, and you can just it just focuses on like the story stuff. Yeah. Or you could even like do the opposite, and, like it focuses on combat and kind of cuts the dialogue to a minimal, huh. which is kind of cool. It's kind of a cool. Um, to have. But yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. A lot of those things you weren't stoked about in the original Mass Effect, I, I was the same way when I played it. And I've said before in the show, like I walked away from it for a while, but when I finally picked it back up and got towards the end, I got more invested in the story. And then two was just an amazing game, one of my favorite games yeah. of all time for me. And then third one was um, really well made, a lot of fun as well until the ending, of course. But um, <laughs> controversial opinion, I actually kind of enjoyed driving the Mako. <laughs> I had fun messing Wait, around with it, but it wasn't thing? actually good. That's controls. the vehicle yeah, that the you vehicle. drive yeah, across the planets and stuff. Oh, I liked it because you had the little jetpack thing on it, and I would just drive up hills and then just launch myself off of it as high as I could to see if I could kill myself. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Like I said, it was fun to mess around okay. with, but like yeah. when it was you're driving, like fun. driving, yeah. and you have to shoot stupid little enemies. Uh, yeah, like, or you're driving like on a flat surface, and you hit like a little rock, then it flips over, and you're like stuck, and the game like breaks, and you're like, yeah. ugh. Yeah, it, the vehicle I just is not. Good I think yeah, the best part about the vehicle was just breaking the game. <laughs> but no, it it definitely it was. They definitely improved upon a lot of the things that were weak in Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2. But overall, yeah, the storyline is one of the greatest storylines in video games. So, Nathan, we might have to duct tape you to a chair and make you play through one so you can get onto it. To make me play through it, you might have to actually duct tape me. I can can help you beat the first one. I can even play through parts of it for you. And then just so you can get the story, then you can jump straight into two where, like, it totally is linear, totally makes sense, gets you invested from the beginning, Mm -hmm. and it's just a great experience. That's, yeah, that's no. All right, so that's that's the second of my uh, backlog that I haven't even come close to. <laughs> the first one's Mars Sunshine. Yeah. Yep. Now we have Mass Effect. Now we have Mass Effect. Let's see which one we there talk about next time. <laughs> Very cool. Do a barrel roll. Thank you, Peppy. All right, <laughs> so we are going to talk about our final segment, like we always end before we uh, leave you guys with our song for the day. Uh, what we are playing for the week. Um, Rob, you want to go ahead and start us off? So once again, I've dived back into Fallout 3, still going hard into it, and um, found, going hard. I found I found a whole, you know, last week I had mentioned that I had found my first Deathclaw, well this yep. week I found a whole city that has like eight of them, so I was standing, I killed all of them, yeah, it oh, was yeah. pretty easy. Nice. Oh, I'm pretty high level still, so, uh, Batman OP. Arkham Knight as well, uh, been cranking through the store. You need to beat that game, man, you just need to finish it. I am... Well, the problem is I don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and play it yeah. uh, consistently, so I only play it for like 45 minutes to an hour at a time. Yeah. So I'm about 60% done with the main story, and I've, I'm about uh, 70% done with all the side uh, the uh, missions, besides the Riddler one. Because obviously yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. Riddler one is not good. Yeah. Um, I picked up, there was a Humble Bundle this last week, which I totally forgot to mention, but it had a bunch. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're going to return long. of we, we, the Humble Bundle, people. But it was it had a bunch of good games in it. I didn't mention it because I knew you guys would react like that. But I saw, <laughs> one game that I saw in there that I was actually kind of interested in was uh, Prison Architect. 
It's a newer game. It kind of reminds me a lot of the uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon type Ooh, I gameplay. Like, I heard you it is... build your own prisons. Is that right? Yeah. It, Wait, that's why would I want to build a prison? No, literally you are running a prison, and it's super cool. There's actually like a campaign and a little bit of a story in there, yes. and it connects a bit. And I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. But I've been playing through that, so it's huh. been kind of I'm fun. I'm have to look this, this, this up. Sounds interesting. It's actually really interesting. I highly recommend it. If there was an indie game, if we were doing their indie game spotlight, Prison Architect would be mine for this week. Right. Um, right. FTL, a little bit more FTL. I just like to play that game. It's a really fun, yeah. chill game to just kind of relax you. And then I actually played some Halo 2 last night. Nice. Uh, on your always good one. Xbox? N- uh, no, on uh, Xbox Original, the first one. Wow. Um, Where was that? I at our youth group we had a we were nice. just hanging out for the last little bit and so we played halo 2 for a bit um some youth multiplayer group events playing halo like the original halo games man that brings back those were the best man, good so um and actually this is kind of funny i played two kids it was uh the two of them and they both teamed up against me and the final score was they they kind of turned on each other a couple times so the final score was they killed each other one had kill, gotten like two kills the other had gotten like three kills. I went this this is the best part. I went twenty five kills to zero deaths. Oh, they must have been bad. Wait, wait, are you playing on savage. lockout? That's the question. No, we actually weren't. It was just a oh, what map was it? I can't even remember. It was one of the random ones I don't play very often. Yeah, lockout was it was a bad. small lockout it was a really small map. one. It was a really small one. And I picked it one of the kids picked up the sword really early on and I killed him and took <laughs> the sword just, from them. <laughs> so I had the sword and the shotgun and just completely decimated everyone. <laughs> nice. Very cool. cool. Well, Jeff, what are you playing? Th- th- there's our, uh, our Rob story, uh, the youth pastor beating up on kids and uh, stabbing them. Um, <laughs> and so- shooting it's shooting. <laughs> hopefully your uh, boss doesn't listen to this. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, Picked up some more Destiny, jumped back into the raid this weekend. Uh, we didn't beat the uh, the Siege Machine yet in uh, Rise of Iron, the Wrath of the Machine, but we did get pretty far. Uh, we wouldn't beat it, probably just uh, one of the guys had to go, so we weren't able to complete it on time. But I'm um, looking forward to hopefully jumping back into that at some point this next week and finishing that raid. Um, but my main thing I was playing this week, it was actually surprising, was Twilight Princess Picross, or is it Picross? I think it's Picross. Picross. Uh, for the Nintendo 3DS, it's actually a My Nintendo exclusive game. So if you have a hmm. My Nintendo account, it costs a thousand pl- platinum coins, which you can get pretty easily. And it's a, I actually like redeemed coins because I had like thousands of coins I wasn't using. I redeemed it like a month or two ago, but I never actually downloaded it. So I went back this week, downloaded it, and it's really fun. Like I usually don't like puzzle games, but this is kind of like a mix of like Sudoku, crossword puzzles, and uh, Minesweeper. And Ooh. you're pretty much filling in little tiny squares that are, like, marked. And you have to look at, like, the columns and the rows to figure out which ones are marked. And basically, when you're done, it, like, forms, like, a little, like, pixel art picture of, like, a heart container or Zelda or, you know, something. And it's just kind of Zelda-themed, which makes it even better because it's got Zelda music and Ooh, sound effects. Zelda music makes it awesome. Yeah, and it's a free game. So I've actually probably put like at least four hours into this game like, wow. I, I kind of got a little obsessed like i kind of played it at night to like help me like you know go to sleep and stuff and yeah it's really fun so i uh, definitely pick that up if you have a my nintendo account um a lot of fun and it's it's zelda which is cool as well so um other than that played a little bit of badlands i saw it was the free game one of the free games for ps plus last month and i hadn't picked it up yet so 
I oh, played yeah. it for about 30, 40 minutes. It was actually pretty fun. You get like these little clone guys. You go left to right, and it's just kind of it, it's kind of mindless. Like it used to be a mobile game. You could kind of tell, but um, pretty fun playing that. And then uh, went back and played some Mario this week because uh, Mario always makes me happy. So played uh, choice. played Super Mario World and also Mario sixty four. I was trying to get 100 coins and TikTok clock to get the 100 coin star. Gosh, it, it's, it's so hard. It's so what frustrating. What level is TikTok clock? It's one of the last one of the last levels in Mario 64. It's like the it's like the second to last TikTok or clock? third to last. So. It's it's like I don't think you were, were you, you go not through good the to make it there. You go through the third uh the the uh, third like star door mm-hmm. and basically it's where the rainbow cruise level is and then there's the clock and then once you go up that's where the never ending stairs are to fight Bowser. And Jeff, so, did you know that when the hands are at different spots, the parts inside change? Yeah, I think I think because there's midnight, like I think if you go in at midnight, like everything freezes. Yeah, yeah, maybe that would help. Wow, yeah, that's, that's the best way to get eight. But I I think certain parts of it might be, um, you might not be able to uh, have accessible if all of it's frozen. Oh yeah, yeah. And so like I had to kind of just randomly drop through the the red coin point part because I had like ninety six. But then, like I finally like died when I like hit the oh, thing yeah. weird and so, so but it's really fun because that's some of the trickiest Mario platforming the Canary Mario games. What I might like. recommend is watch some speedrunners try and do it. Oh they, yeah, because I could totally they, do they, those moves. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> but you watch speedrunners. Speedrunners run is they like use crazy moves glitch, that like uh, glitch. Yeah, yeah. Like well, and, but some of them do it in such a way that you can figure out. Oh, that would make it so yeah, much yeah, easier. Yeah. Like I learned, I learned a couple of new tricks that you know for playing Mario sixty four. That was like, oh wow, I didn't realize you could do it that way. Yeah, for sure. And not but, just like hacking the system or glitching it, but like just legitimate ways. Like, oh, I didn't realize you could actually jump over that. Yeah. And that's, and I did not because it was challenging, uh, but also because my file that I, when I put in my cartridge, had 115 stars. And I'm like, there's five stars I don't there's have left in this file. Need to get. <laughs> that was one of them. But. That's hilarious. Anyways, Nathan, nice. go ahead and finish this off yeah, here. Yeah, uh, I played some more Destiny this week. Uh, jumped in the raid with uh, Jeff here. Um, had fun with that and just kind of been continuing the grind. I'm almost to 365 light now, which is cool. And also played some NBA 2K16. Um I'm getting excited for basketball season again, so I've been playing that. And then uh, yesterday, actually, I was really, really wanting to play Skyrim, ironically. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't because I didn't have my PS3, and so I was like, well, I'll play The Witcher 3. And it, I started playing it, and like I realized the, the reasons, like because they're kind of similar, like fantasy, open world, like RPG exploration games mm. and stuff like that. And I think the reason I don't like Witcher 3 as much is, like, one, all of the enemies you fight in there are super creepy. They're all, like, terrifying-looking, oh, like, like, demon things oh, that yeah, yeah. are all really scary. So I don't like that. It's super dark. Um, and then also the music is, like, eh, only okay. It's not that exciting. Skyrim has good music. Skyrim has that. really good music. That's yeah. one of the best parts. Um, and then I feel like all of the quests that I've done, at least, are all just kind of, like, they feel like fetch quests. Like, it's, like, oh, can you go defeat this thing or do this thing for me and then, like, come back and I'll give you what you need to progress gotcha. in the story or the quest or something. You can always just so. play the Skyrim soundtrack in headphones as you're playing, right? Yeah, I guess <laughs> so I could try, but I don't know. Or just put your Spotify I've on. had that game yeah. for a year and a half now, and I haven't have played it probably, like, 15 to 20 hours or something like that and still, like, don't understand why everyone loves it so much. So gave it another shot and still didn't really love it. And then the other game <laughs> I played this week was a... Played Mario and Luigi Brothers in Time for the Nintendo DS. I have been borrowing that game from Jeff for like two years, and went back and played like another. I played like twenty minutes at your house, and went back and played like an hour more. Good, I'm glad glad you went back Um, to it. So it's really fun. I like the way it looks, and the music is good. The story is hilarious. 
Um, and you have the babies. Like that's, You have the babies on your back. Nintendo still acknowledge the babies as awesome characters, and they're playable, yes. and they're... They never talk, but they do actions that are just hilarious. And, like, <laughs> baby Luigi will start crying, which makes, like, the adult Luigi, like, confused. And he doesn't know what to do. So he puts it over by baby Mario. <laughs> then baby Mario starts crying, and Luigi starts panicking. And Mario <laughs> comes over and calms everyone down. And it's all, like, without words. So it's just it's just yes. hilarious to watch yes, awesome. the animations fall out. And I love the pixel animations of that game. So that's a, that's a great choice. Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, mm. well. so I'm looking forward to getting that back in five years when you finish it. It will probably be six years. <laughs> I was going to say seven. <laughs> thanks for your confidence guys uh, alrighty well um, sorry we went a little long today for those of you watching um, know that you can find us on twitter at heylisten underscore games you can subscribe to us on iTunes just search hey listen gamescast on iTunes subscribe to us there um, and we also do the show live and so you can join the chat just like Jaeger and Steven did um, be part of the conversation here as we uh, record our show live you can just find us on spreaker.com at the progress bar radio page. We have our link up on our Twitter as well if you uh, have trouble finding that. So um, I guess we will bid you adieu and we will send you off with the Astral Observatory music from The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. A great game that Jeff needs to play. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time. See you guys.